Blog Talk Radio. Rich man. 
man's vacation for the next few weeks. So I thought we were going to give him a, a good workout today with lots of questions. And I asked him yesterday, Jerry, are you going to be at the show tomorrow? And he said, yes, I'll be there. That's the only way I found out that he's going on vacation. Otherwise, he, you know, he wouldn't have told me. He just wouldn't have showed up. But you know what? He's not here today. I had to run the tape. Okay. Yesterday he told me he's going to be here, and today he's not here. Maybe and I he's on questions a call. For him. Yeah, he's on a call. He's got commerce going on, and he couldn't That's send right. me an email or a tweet or That's any kind right. of message trading to hours let me know. Him. What's wrong with him? Hours. Okay. My guest is. Uh, I was going to ask him. You know, I had a curious. Garrett, Jerry's got a little beard, like a goatee left over from. You know, the year 2000 or whatever when they were cool. And I was wondering how how often he shaves a week, and now I'll never know. Okay, Maureen, I heard you talking already. Maureen Sherub, you've got something to plug. Go ahead. I'm going to be on Friday, as you know, with Katrina Kibben. She's the director of marketing for Recruiting Tools, and we're going to do a webinar. We're going to be talking about phone sourcing, and I hope you all. Well, tune in and listen. Okay, I got to tell you something, Maureen. It's not a webinar. She calls it Recruiting Live. It's like a half-hour interview, split-screen right, interview. All right, all right. It's not a webinar. Okay, and, and just so mom, everybody knows, that's what you like to do. Yeah, yeah, I give you a chance to promote yourself, and I have to end up doing it, like for me, for my own self. It's on Friday. Two days from now, Friday, July 15th, 26 Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, 1 o'clock p.m. Okay, well, you know what? Now that I'm doing it, you don't have to interrupt me, okay? It's at 1 o'clock, and you can find the link if you go to recruitingtools.com, okay? Or just put Recruiting Live in uh, into Google. Now, our guest today, I have to thank her. I had a, a guest set up who got a bad cold, so she canceled. Uh, and... Uh, our friend Tanya Bork just uh, volunteered to be here, so I would be sure to have somebody to talk to. Because, you know, I can't count on Jerry. Never know for sure if Maureen's going to be here last week. She said she forgot, you know, and so I had to have no, that a that was the week just... before. I was here last week. Okay. Oh, sorry, Maureen. Okay. So, but the point is I had to make You're sure wrong. I had someone to talk to. Yeah, I'm wrong. And Tanya Bork is here. Thank you, Tanya. She's still got two names all over the Internet, but her uh, email address is Ms. Tanya Recruits. It's better, you know, after she was here before last time, she, she improved it, but it's still not great. But Ms. Tanya Recruits. Are you here, Tanya? Do you yeah, hate that? Do you hate that animal? I don't hate it. I don't want to talk about that. I just want to see you if she's like here. You don't like it, though, do you? No, I don't. You don't like it. You don't like it. Yeah. I can tell. Are you I can here, tell. Tanya? Tanya. 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 Yeah, Tanya. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> We're going to sing. The song today is You Only Live Twice, right? You ready? Yep. You're going to count to three, okay? One, two, One, two three. Three. You only live twice, or so it seems. Come on, Tanya, please. One life for yourself and one for your dreams. Oh, come on. What's wrong with you? You know what? There's all Do kinds of bad Do news over. that Do people over. are saying. No, people are saying I try to keep, you know, my mind free from all the, you know, uh, protests and shootings and stuff like that. And all I give people a chance to come here and sing on the Recruiting Animals show. 
Nobody, even the guest doesn't have the guts to raise her voice. Shame on you, okay? At least you tried a little. But the rest of them, that's terrible. Okay, you want to tell us who you are very briefly? Yep. So I'm Tanya Bork. I'm an independent recruiter. I was a corporate recruiter, and just I started at my own agency back in March. So that's March. who I am. So it's been very recent, and it's, you said it's uh, exciting for you. Is that true? It's it's very exciting because every day is different. Um, it wasn't like um, in corporate recruiting where you had like a a daily schedule, a daily list of things that you're going to do. Uh, it's it's completely different. Why? Why don't you have a list of things you have to do? I do have a list of things I have to do, but it's it's kind of um, you know it's kind of sporadic. And um, I guess for me, I'm I'm going out. I'm attending a lot of events. These are things that I didn't do in corporate recruiting. I'm I attend power networking once a month, for for example, or I um, I speak at the local chamber of commerce now. So it's it's completely different than that's what I was doing things. in corporate that's recruiting. That's two things. That's two. That's two things. Is that a lot of things? Two things a month. Is that a lot? No, that's just some examples. Um, I, well, I actually, that's first. not bad. That's 24 things a year. That's that's a good, pretty good schedule. <laughs> Maureen, she says her whole schedule is different. Let's go to ask about this thing about the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Julia Stone also uh, goes to the Chamber of Commerce. At least she did when she was on the show. Uh, what do you speak about there? You just tell people how to find jobs or how to hire? So there's, um, you know, there's, there's different things um, that go on each month. Right now they're talking about legislation that just came out um, about overtime laws. So just, you know, kind of keeping up to date with everything. I'm supposed to give no, a no, webinar no, 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 or, or no, no, seminar, rather. No, you said you speak there. You speak there. Do you speak on overtime laws? Is that what you're an expert at? No, I'm not an expert at that, no. I'm actually going to be giving a seminar on uh, small business recruiting. Okay, you know what? You just you didn't say I attend there and I learn stuff. You said I speak there, right? I thought you speak there once a month, but no, it doesn't sound like it now. I got to tell you, just you know, try to be. Don't make me pull out the truth, okay? So here's a question. It was for Jerry. This was for Jerry. Jerry says his experience in you know 25 or 30 years of recruiting is that if a candidate calls to reschedule an interview, that's a kiss of death. Don't don't get don't reschedule them. Forget about them. What do you say? I've been thinking about that. You know what? I don't think that's bad advice. I I, re- I really don't I don't either, but well, it really depends on the situation. The who's talking? What? Tanya. Yeah. Answer. I didn't hear you. Okay. I I kind of have mixed feelings about it. I I agree with him. To a certain extent, but if somebody wakes up in the morning and feels awful, like they have the flu and they need to reschedule, then you have to be, you know, you have to be a little bit flexible, you know, depending on the situation. But if you have a candidate that, you know, is, is kind of fickle and reschedules, you know, for, for no reason at all, then I, I wouldn't reschedule them. Okay. Yeah, so everybody on Jerry's group worships him. Even the established recruiters, they say, please, please, Jerry, can I put an ad for my uh, business minute, on your group? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm on Jerry's group. Yeah, okay. Well, you're you're an outlier there, okay, Maureen? Hold on a second. Let me finish my statement. You're on Jerry's but, you know, group. Tanya, I want to make a point. Tanya says Jerry is wrong. Tanya but disagrees I do, but with I do Jerry. But I worship Jerry. Okay. <laughs> Jerry says, I'm going to quote him, 
no reschedules ever. If someone is interested in a change, they're going to make it to the interview. And Tanya is saying that Jerry is out and out wrong. So, so what if you, what if this guy decides to take the interview and he's got he's got gastroenteritis or, or the flu and he he decides to throw up in the conference room where he's interviewing, just so that he doesn't miss that interview. You know, so what do you what okay. do you do then? So, yeah. yeah, okay, Jerry's wrong. Jerry's wrong. That's my point. Okay, you're saying he's he's wrong. And okay, Once Jerry blue also. Moon, Jerry's wrong. No, no, Jerry's wrong a lot. Okay, but he talks so loud, and he's got a, a louder voice and better connection than everybody. Who can disagree with him? Jerry also he seems to take. You know, he's going to say that I'm misinterpreting. We're talking Jerry today because he's not here and he can't talk us. No, no, I am quite ready to talk. Let's see if he's here. Nope. Uh, I'm opening ever all the lines. Two six two just joined him, but Jerry's not here. But Jerry said, like he doesn't Somebody really believe in selling. Jerry. Tell him to get here. Jerry says when a candidate lets you know after an interview that they aren't interested in the job, no discussion is going to make it happen. You can identify the objection and try to rebut it, but you will not succeed. Okay? Do you agree Probably with that? So- yeah, I absolutely do agree with that because at the at the end of the day, um, they're going to go. Bad, that's gonna a bad get it, word. If they get an offer that's or not. That's a bad word. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, I've got to take that out of my vocabulary then. But what's going to end up happening is he'll go and he'll interview and say he gets an offer and he doesn't join. You've lost you, you've, you've lost that you know that billing right there. So you know what is the point of you know pushing somebody that doesn't want to do something? It's it it's just not a not a good thing to do and you're not going to get a good result out of it okay there's a lot of people on the line does anybody disagree with her about that there there must be somebody who says look if the candidate gets cold feet it's irrational it's just fear and you can you know talk sense to the person and get them to start using the you know their prefrontal cortex instead of their uh, amygdala to guide them does anybody disagree with tanya you know, and Jerry. I, I don't see anything and, and, on Google that says they're disagreeing. So just so you know, I'm watching. Well, doing my well, job. It's Twitter. Expecting a it's paycheck Twitter, for Maureen. doing my job. It's Twitter. Okay. Twitter on Twitter, <laughs> now, yes. What did yeah, I say? Okay, well, uh, you know, Kelly, Kelly Blockdyke says rescheduling isn't a big deal. She's answering the last question. She said if the request is reasonable, then it's okay. You can reschedule it. In other words, she's saying Jerry is wrong. Okay. And uh, let's uh, – uh, she didn't answer this question. This, nobody wants to take that on. If the candidate goes out to the interview, decides at that point they don't want the job, just say, okay, thanks for, thanks for working with me. Maybe we'll speak again. Okay, then we'll leave it at that. Nobody wants to, you know, say anything. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. go. Who is it? Donato. Who is it? Hey, guys. Donato Oreo. You're not a recruiter, but you were. A recruiter. Go ahead. <laughs> you're you're always a recruiter when you run a company. Always. Mm-hmm. So okay. it, it, that's 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 just lazy. You know, if if somebody says no, you break it down to the ridiculous, find out why, and answer. There could be miscommunication. So just black and white saying no and not trying is just just silly. You're gonna lose good candidates that way. Uh, so I think it's uh, pretty straightforward. You find out why. You break it down to ridiculous. You take each objection individually. If you're like, if it's a, if it's a compensation thing, and you know that you're way off, okay, yeah, great, you're, you're done. But if it's something that was misunderstood, you should answer that objection. 
Now, there's, let's just break it down to ridiculous. What does that mean? Well, what, what, why aren't, why don't you want to take the job? Is, is it a cultural oh, so fit? Oh, you mean it's what? like reduce, re, uh, reductio ad absurdum. Show them where, you know, how ridiculous <clears throat> what they're saying, the unreasonable elements of what they're saying. Do you have any example, uh, examples for us? Have you ever done that? Absolutely. There's, there's definitely some uh, personality conflicts in the interview where there's somebody in there that I want to help evaluate them as a person. Whenever I interview people, I first look at who they are first and then and only then what they know. So I don't make sure it's a, it's a cultural fit, that we like them, we can work with them. If that works out, then we go into the, the, you know, what are the skills. But first, it's who they are. Uh, so there could, be, there could be somebody in the interview that was there to help assess what they know. It's a very different than who they are type questions. And if, if, if that person that person could be a jerk, they're not going to work with them, but they're really good at, at establishing uh, technical aptitude, uh, you know, financial, regulate, whatever it may be. So you can't, you can't mix those things up. So people in the interview could have rubbed them wrong, but they not, may not be working with that person at all. So right there, oh, let me answer that. Actually, Michael, you're not going to be working with them. They're in a separate department. We bring them in to help interview because they are an expert in X, Y, and Z. So perfect. Has that happened? Has that happened? Right, did you pull that Absolutely. out of your hat like imagination? Oh, it's happened. Okay, good. So I want to welcome Donato back. He's been the guest a few times, but hasn't been on for a long, long time. He's the CEO of Broadlook.com, right? Uh, I'm, right? I'm no longer the CEO of Broadlook. We merged with a company called Ringlead back in September, and I'm now running a new division, uh, and I'm the general manager of that division. Okay. Oh, it sounds Thank like you. we need to have you on again. <laughs> yeah, someday, whenever he wants. Okay, yeah. I have to do an ad now. I'll have to do an ad. Okay, everybody, I want you to imagine that executive recruiters, a bunch of executive recruiters, a cabal of executive recruiters, create a hashtag called Executive Recruiters Matter, right? And then the people in direct hire, they started feeling that that means they don't matter. So they create a new hashtag called Direct Higher matters. And then the people in the staffing agencies, they feel left out. So they create a hashtag called staffing matters. But then you know what PC recruiter would do? It would create a hashtag called all recruiters matter. All recruiters matter because, you know, some recruiting software is made with executive recruiters in mind. And other software is made with direct hire in mind. And some software is made for staffing agencies. But PC Recruiter has all recruiters in mind. They love everybody. And they make software for all kinds of recruiting. You know why? Because if you're a recruiter, PC Recruiter loves you. Check it out at PCRecruiter.com. Thank you. Okay. Anybody want to say anything before I ask some more questions? No? Uh, you know what? I'm, just, I just, I'm opening up all the, the mics, and I'm just letting everybody talk. Okay. So closing a recruiting call. I don't know if Casey Donovan is on the line, but he got mad last week on Twitter. I'm not mad, but he said it was a dumb conversation that Maureen and Jerry were having, and I didn't think so. And the question was, Tanya, I want you to listen, should you okay. give your number to the candidate? When you make a cold call, the first contact – and you're closing off the conversation, should you give your number to the candidate and tell her to call you if she's interested, or should you take her number and arrange to call her? And I guess the logic was, for Jerry, who said, 
give her your number is a way to screen her. If she's really interested, she's going to call you back. And on the other hand, if you take her number, you're sure to have uh, you know access at your fingertips. Which do you prefer? So I'm I'm a little confused by this question in the sense that if you called her, wouldn't you have her number? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, okay. he's talking about a number. We were talking about a number that was like a home off, number, a home number, number home yeah, number sorry, or Maureen's right, home number. number. There you go. There you go. Good question, but you, you know, Maureen outsmarted you. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, why can't you do both? You know, um, you know. That's what you. What do. I generally do That's... is I, I generally, you know, drop them an email after I've spoken with them. You know, letting them know to contact me. You know, if they're interested in the position. Um, but, you know, most of the times we're closing candidates right on the phone. Um, you know, we're talking to them about an opening and, you know, we're asking them if they're interested, if they, you know, want to take it forward to the next steps. And then we either send them an email with the next steps or we have their resume in hand. So I, I'm to be honest with you, I'm not entirely sure. Okay. So how do you have their resume in hand? I mean, that's not a cold call if you've already got the resume, is it? Or do you, you have, what, how do you have the resume? Um, well, gen well, generally, if you're pulling it from a job board or you've sourced it from, um, you know, doing a Google Boolean search, um, you know, you, you have a resume in hand. You have some information about the candidate in hand, um, about their skills. Okay. So, you know, why would you be cold Usually calling them without knowing? Usually people are using knowing? LinkedIn, and they don't call those profiles resumes. That's why I was, that's why I was asking you. So uh, I'm taking it that you use job boards. You just mentioned them. You use job boards? Um, occasionally I do. I, I've used the ladders, and what I've been doing as of lately, um, when my extensions aren't working, I tend to take that candidate um, and look them up within, like, Indeed or the job um, or the job boards themselves. Like, we have the ladders. So it's just to find the contact information, I'm kind of using multiple sources. Um, linked, LinkedIn has, has been kind of finical um, with, with its use. Is that a new word? Finical? That's okay. Gray orange. Gray orange. Or finicky with its use. Um, it recently changed where you had to pay extra subscription to do searches. So it used to be that, you know, with a $29.99 account, you could do searches. And now they're asking people to upgrade to, to like a $50 account um, to be able to do searches. So the $29 yeah. account is really only good for you to, to, to see who saw your profile. So you're yeah. paying $29 for someone to and see your profile. And you're too cheap. So. You're too cheap to pay $50 a month as a recruiter? Well, I've been kind of on the low budget lately. So. Okay. Well, I mean, are, you, are your Boolean search skills so strong that you don't need to belong to LinkedIn? You can – Get everybody you need by searching on Google. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, keep that needle plugged in. <laughs> I'm I'm saying that there's a lot of really great resumes um, doing the Boolean search that aren't on LinkedIn. Not not everything is on LinkedIn, um, and I'm finding that the good candidates have a have a have a resume on their own web personal websites. So a lot of the good programmers and developers. Um, you know, have their own portfolio on their own websites. Um, so finding them through the Boolean search has, has been more effective um, in some cases. So here's a recruiter. No, no, no. There's a recruiter who has abandoned LinkedIn uh, pretty well. Am I right about that? Yes, I'm right, aren't I? 
I haven't completely yeah. abandoned it. I haven't completely abandoned it, but I, it's, what is, what it's not my mean? number one go-to source. You won't pay 50 bucks. You won't pay 50 bucks a month, which is not that much, okay? So that tells me you're not really using it. How, how much do you use LinkedIn? Because for lots of people who call on the show, that's where they get 99% of their candidates. Um, mostly for ego. I, I look to see who's looking at me. <laughs> really? Pretty much. Really? Really? Gee whiz. Yeah. You know, you have a, a girl's voice. You have a girl's voice, like 15 or 16 years, 14, 15 years old. That's what comes to mind for me. Does, has anyone ever told you that? No, not really. No? Yeah, Donato, would now. you agree? Donato, would you agree with me? Donato? Still there? Anybody? Yeah, I wouldn't Come. say 15, but uh, young adult. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. Now look, is that is, is so uh, is that an asset or a, a negative? What do you, do you think like if you got somebody who sounded like her giving you a cold call, would it take you aback and you know give, maybe say, hey, I want to listen to her. This is strange or or would it put people off? Uh, I I like your voice, but uh it it, it is a bit unique. Uh you had never you have no idea as to what you sound like or the effect it has on people. Uh, is that is that correct, Tanya? Yeah, I mean, no one's ever mentioned it to me, so it's the first time I've ever uh -huh. See, heard. See, Maureen sounds like an adult woman. Maureen sounds like an adult. Maureen, do you agree with me about this? She sounds young on the phone, yes. Yeah, see, you think that's um, a problem? I don't really, but I just no, think it's I unique. Don't think it's, what, no, I don't think okay. it's a um, problem. And I think the way people sound on the phone is very important, and I think many people don't realize what they sound like on the telephone. And this well, show gives does. people... Tanya doesn't. Tanya doesn't no. realize what no, she sounds like. No, but one thing this show does is give people an opportunity to hear what they sound like on the phone. Oh, isn't that great? Okay, look, what's Mighty yes, Recruiter? Yes, it is great. What's Mighty Recruiter? So uh, Mighty Recruiter is um, it's several things. There's a job database, and then there's a um, job posting service. So it's, it's, a, a, job it's a combination board. of two it's things. It's a job board, animal. Is that what you're saying? No, it's a job posting service. So um, okay. a good example is a competitor of Mighty Recruiter is ZipRecruiter. Okay. And so you don't use LinkedIn, but you use this, Mighty Recruiter. Yes. Mm -hmm. How much? Well, I had it free for three months, and um, now we're subscribing. I think it's going to be around $199 a month. So it depends on what kidding? level of subscription. Wow. And so you post your jobs on job boards. What kind of jobs are we talking about? Um, so like senior developer, UI, um, UI designer, um, architects, um, data scientists. And you're getting results from job boards. Yes. Um, and the reason is because of the inorganic job postings. Hmm. What do you mean? the sponsor that comes to the top? No, so um, inorganic job postings, it's, um, it's almost like getting a premium job posting without paying for it. Um, so when you're using Mighty Recruiter, your jobs post on LinkedIn without having to pay like the $199, I think it's, that's what it costs for LinkedIn job posting. Or like um, it, it posts on Monster, it shows up on Indeed, it shows up on a lot of places. I think it shows up on like 20 to 30 job boards. 
Okay, but you're saying it, it, it shows up in an elevated position near the top of the list? Is that what you're saying when you're saying it's not organic? No, I'm saying that when, when I'm using the term not organic, you're not paying for that actual job posting. But yeah, it shows up on the board use. anyway. Now, you said, I saw you say on Facebook that you've got two clients in Israel. Are you from Israel? Do you have any connections there? Or are you an American? You know, is that a foreign country to you? No, actually, I do have connections there. Uh, my whole mother's side is from there. I speak Hebrew fluently. Um, okay, so clients... it's not really like re recruiting in a foreign country for you, is it? It's not really no. like recruiting in a foreign country. Okay, because, no. you know, I see these people who take jobs in Japan or France or some foreign country where they speak a different language, and they're there in the United States, and I can't figure out how they recruit there. About 10 years ago or so, I had an HR job, and the first question they asked the person was, if we wanted to hire someone in China, how would you go about doing it? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I don't know what the candidates told them. We didn't make yeah, a hire well, it's there. It's kind of funny think. that you it's kind of funny that you mention it because 8 months back I I had an interview for a virtual recruiting position and they asked me to come up with a plan to recruit in Yemen. So in Yemen? Uh, in Yemen. So it was it was a test question um similar to the to the one you just mentioned. And um you know out of the box thinking of how would I recruit a whole bunch of people in Yemen. Uh -huh. You know, I, I got to say something that won't be politically correct. I didn't know they have programmers in Yemen, okay? <laughs> Except if they're working for ISIS or Houthi or whatever the the uh, rebel group there is. Anyway, uh, so what did you tell them? Um, well, I, t I told them that I'd have to get back to them, that that would require some research, cause, <laughs> because I, I obviously have never recruited in Yemen. Okay, so you didn't answer the question. Facebook groups. I found this interesting because, you know, Jerry and Maureen and I have uh, groups, uh, recruiting groups on Facebook, and I'm always surprised that there's not more recruiters in them because everybody's on Facebook and there's a lot of recruiters. And uh, you said, I saw you say on Facebook that you speak to agency recruiters all the time, and very few of them know that there's recruiting discussion groups on Facebook. Is that true? Yeah, I've I've spoken to, to quite a few in the last couple of months, um, mainly those that were trying to recruit me, and they said, well, I have this opening for a position in San Francisco, and I was wondering if you knew anybody, if you were interested, and I said, well, there's a recruiters group on Facebook, you should post it there, and they were like, dumbfounded, like, there's, there's a recruiting group on Facebook? You see, that's another issue, because I read an article by Glenn Cathy today. You know Glenn Cathy, right? The famous Glenn Cathy? I'll be Cathy. honest with you, I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Maureen knows who he is, right? Maureen. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is it yes. true that he named his daughter Kathy? Kathy Kathy? Kathy? Yeah, Kathy Kathy. Oh, I don't uh, know. Anyway, but, but, okay, but Glenn Kathy was saying that, you know, recruiting on Facebook is fantastic. My experience is, from all the members of my group, and there's quite a few thousand of them, they don't put any kind of professional information in there most of the time. So I don't know how you can do great recruiting on Facebook at this point. But, but one thing Facebook does is it shows me in the margin of the page, hey, here's a bunch of recruiting groups you might want to join. So I'm wondering why these dopes you're talking to don't get the same thing unless they don't put down there that they're a recruiter. Maybe that's, maybe that's it. Do you recruit on Facebook, Tanya? 
I, I haven't tried it yet. I'm still trying to figure that one out. The only thing that I've really done is post in um, developer groups on Facebook. And? I haven't received very much response. Okay. Okay. So Anybody I've, else got I'm a question? I'm going to have to look that one up. As a, you know, I've been trying to figure that one out, how people are doing it. And um, I know that there's some extensions that help you help you do that. Um, I'm thinking in the sense that you found a candidate um, somewhere else and you're trying to connect with them and then you message them on Facebook. But, but even then, I, I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Now, I think that Derek Zeller and Kelly Blockdyke are the only people listening to the show who haven't called in. That's okay. Summertime, you know. I can't appeal to everybody. Uh, but I'm going to do an ad now. Hopefully somebody will hear it, okay, because I am going to get paid for it someday. Okay, so now a word from our sponsor, PC Recruiter. Everyone, you know, is claiming that text, texting, and social media are the hot new forms of communication. But everybody knows. They say one thing, but they really know that email is still tops. Email rules the roost and pc recruiter handles email the way you want it handled you know what it works with your mobile phone accounts and it always shows your sent your received and your connected email for every candidate and hiring authority so check it out at pcrecruiter.com pc recruiter is made produced by main sequence technologies and our good friend martin snyder is the boss over there. Okay, Tanya, any questions that you wanted to talk about that, that you were passionate to discuss today that I haven't raised yet? Um, well, I, I was no. wondering this. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I'm, I'm seeing that, you know, the last couple of weeks um, in the U.S., it's, it's been kind of shaky with all of the protests and all of the shootings and things that have happened. Um, but... I guess what I'm wondering from recruiters is, are you keeping politically neutral um, on Facebook, on LinkedIn? Um, cause, because that's something that no, I've been debating. I haven't been they're not. Yeah. They're, Jerry is always posting. Rob Dromgul is always posting comments <laughs> on, uh, on what's going on today. They're not. I I'm guess some of them do, but lots of them. Lots of them are, uh, and, you know, lots of them, are, uh, both Democrat and Republican, are, I find, uh, at the extreme, uh, extreme ends. So that's my I'll she's worried that. about. She's, Any, wor- she's worried about honking somebody off by speaking her mind is why she's asking, I bet. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've given, given, given a lot of thought and, to it. And Stephanie, I want to say, go ahead. Do you have something to say about it? Go ahead. Fast. Oh, me? Tanya, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tanya, <laughs> you said you got something yeah. to say. So, so I've been keeping politically neutral because I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> That's safe. But you I'm, know, I'm wondering have, if uh, anyone I... else is doing the same. <laughs> okay, well, well, what was that? Was that Travis on the phone a second ago? Do you want to comment? Travis? Uh, yeah, I think uh, for the most part everybody just speaks their mind. Uh-huh. Okay. I would think. Uh, I, I... You know what? I try to. I can. I, I can understand. I can understand her concern of starting a new business and worried about branding, and you know, don't, don't want to get out there too strong in political views and have backlash. I get that. I guess not, but you know, I try to to stay out of it, but I just can't resist. Like, 
Yesterday, I actually got in a fight with some guy about Iran. I didn't intend to get in a fight. I thought I made an innocent statement, right? Some guy who was an Iranian immigrant, uh, he came after me and said, you know, was accusing me of, you know, throwing out Mossadegh in 1952 and installing the Shah and said I should be ashamed of myself. I said, you didn't read what I said, did you? I'm going to return the compliment. Shame on you, I said. But then I deleted that because I know that recruit. I know Facebook sent him the message, so he got it. And then I put a more relaxed, uh, calmer uh, comment in there that said the same thing in a nicer way. Okay. But I know that uh, uh, I, you know, I won't say what he posts. But do, I follow Donato on uh, on uh, Facebook, and he doesn't make political comments like uh, directly about Hillary and Bernie Sanders and Trump. But he does. Uh, bang uh, certain drums all the time that some people in the United States would say are controversial, uh, and he doesn't back away from doing that. Do you want to comment on that, Donato, or would you rather leave that to your Facebook, you know, that knowledge for your Facebook friends? <laughs> well, I, I'm a, I'm a card-carrying member of the Freedom from Religion Foundation, so uh, yes, that's that's a big that's a big thing, and that's probably why I would uh, never. Uh, Never do that if I was probably recruiting again, because it definitely would polarize people. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm a strict constitutionalist, libertarian. Okay, so someone said if you if if a bunch of people in your target market candidate said, "Oh, Donato's an atheist," you think they wouldn't want to deal with you? Possibly, <laughs> but it, it's their loss. Yeah, I know it's their loss, but we're talking about would they turn off the radio when your voice came on? <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, you know, as as long as you're as long as you're tolerant, I've never had had any issues. Uh, one of my best friends is is a priest, and we we have a good time uh, uh, arguing. See, I just feel sorry for the guy. You know, those priests they can't get married, they can't have families, uh, they can't have sex. Period. I mean. Uh, yeah, I just feel sad when I think of that, and you know, you know him better than me. I don't know any priests, but uh, maybe it's not as bad as it sounds. Uh, anyway, okay, let's uh, let's. Everyone can tell I'm not Catholic, so there you go. Uh, anyway, uh, when did recruiting change? Uh, I read something the other day on uh, I don't know one of some recruiting article. This woman who's been a guest on this show a couple of times, she said, if you're doing hiring. The same way you did three years ago, it's going to be almost impossible to compete today. That sounds ridiculous to me. What do you think, Tanya, three years ago? Um, well, I think three, three years ago I was, I was recruiting corporate, and I, just, I think I just started, started out at, where, at my last company. I was maybe there for about a year and a half or something. And I'm seeing a lot of changes in the way that we do things, but – I'm not seeing such a dramatic shift that somebody who was recruiting three years ago coming into it now wouldn't be able to pick up the pace and learn. Well, so there's what a lot of new changed then? Like what? What's changed? I, I think um, big data, bringing big data into things. Um, I think. Yeah, how's that the, affected the th you? How has big data affected what you do? I'm using a lot of big data tools. Um, tell there me are tools what? that are, me, tell tools, me, tell tools that are run on, on big data. So, for, you know, for example, Hiatrol, which is an extension, is run on big data. A lot of the, uh, quite a few of the extensions are run on big data. So, um, you know, just, just those tools. Um, and if you're recruiting in tech, I, I think a lot has changed within the technology itself. 
So you'd have to go out and get reversed on, on the new tools um, that are out there, what people are using, um, where, to, where to reach people. There's a lot more websites, a lot more recruiting websites than there were three years ago. There's a lot more informa you know, information. Yeah, first of all, a lot. Is, is, is reversed like finical, some kind of word? Uh, uh, reversed. <laughs> yeah, you got to get reversed on this stuff. First of all, what's that extension? Hyatrol? It sounds like a, a kind of gasoline. How do you spell that? It's um, it's H R I T A T U A L. H. Say it again. H I R E T A U L. Okay, and or what does it do? It's a, it's, it's a Chrome extension. Is that what you're saying? It's a Chrome extension, um, and it provides you data on, on each candidate that you're looking at. Um, I know it provides in LinkedIn. I think it also provides in Indeed as well, and it tells you how likely that, that candidate is um, looking for a job, you know, how, um, what, what, how is that ca candidate compared to his, peer, his or her peers in the marketplace. Um, provides you some pretty good data. I've never heard of it before. Maureen? You? No, mm -mm, I haven't. No, Jackie Clayton. I don't remember her talking about it. I'll have to check it out. Anybody else heard of it on Twitter? Any of you guys out there? Stephanie or Tom? Anybody hear about hire to all or hire troll or whatever it is? That sounds kind oh, of interesting. And, yeah, and they've been um, they've been coming on the groups lately the last few yeah. weeks, haven't they? And and yep. this and I think, I think Dean, uh, Dean Dean LaCosta. Um, did a da, demo da of it. Da Costa. Da Costa. It's not La Costa. It's Da Costa. It's, it's da finicky, Costa. Yeah. not finical, and it's not reversed either. It's uh, reacquaint yourself or whatever. Catch up. I, I don't know what word you're trying it's to get not, there. It's not, it's not zipper. It's slide fastener. Move on. Okay. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. Okay. Now, Tanya, you're the only Didn't recruiter I've on ever saw. Haven't they been coming into the groups lately? Hire yeah, okay, we're passing it. You heard Travis, yeah. Maureen. We're moving on, okay? Right. Now, you're All the right. only person, you're the only recruiter, Tanya, who I've ever seen, I think, talk about insurance. So you started your own recruiting business recently, and you went out and got insurance. And you said that you had to search high and low for a company that insures recruiters. You want to tell us a little about that? Yes, I called all the basic um, companies that are out there nationwide, um, State Farm, um, Prudential, like all of the, the known names, and I couldn't find anyone that insured, um, you know, recruiting agencies what or for? individual what individual for? recruiters. What for? Can I ask you what why? For? Yeah, why did you have to yeah. do that? For a contract? Yeah, I had a, a new client that I had signed on at the beginning um, when we opened up, and he required us to have a million-dollar policy. So who is um, he? It was an individual. Oh uh, no, the company. The company required us to have a million-dollar policy. Mm-hmm. So, was he afraid that your contractor was going to knock over a Ming vase or wreck into the building or what? <laughs> I, I I really don't know. I didn't I, I didn't ask I mean, too much. Really, um, when I get those, you know, I talk these I talk them down, you know, off the cliff they're on, and many times they go, oh yeah, I see what you're talking about, and they'll you know erase that, or you know they'll take it out. Listen, it, it, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having was insurance. Talking about. Talk them down to ridiculous, right, Maureen? Talk them down to ridiculous. So what, Usually, but... What are you, ins what are you insured on, for, Tanya? Tanya, 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 what are you insured for? What, is it, what does it cover? Um, errors and omissions. 
so, um, you know, if you end up hiring the wrong person or, you know, something happens. But, but now that I'm, I'm thinking about it, um, you know, from a personal, you know, liability standpoint, the, the person I'm, I'm hiring to, for direct hire um, would go through the, you know, go through the um, standards of the company that they're hiring, you know, that they're going through. So they would have to go through no, their no, background okay. check. I don't, and, know, and I don't know what you're covered for. I don't know what you're covered for. If someone's I don't know what the, you, well, the, reason, the, reason, the reason that you've had such a difficult time trying to find this, uh, it lends oh. to its necessity. Yeah, okay. She paid she paid five hundred and ninety dollars for the year and you got it from bizinsure.com, dot com. B I Z or B I Z I N S U R E. Is that right, Tanya? Yep, that's correct. Okay. And, and and so let's say somebody says that you didn't hire me because I'm from Albania. Is that the kind of thing you're covered for? Yes. Discrimination? You're covered for discrimination, yes, under the policy. Is that prime? Is that the primary issue? I now that I'm thinking of it, I mean that's the only thing that I could think of that could that could possibly go wrong. Um, you know that I would be liable for. Okay, but I'll bet. I'll bet if she on. didn't hire him because of some reason that she should have hired him for, they would not cover her. What do you mean? If she didn't if hire him for. If she made an actual her, mistake. Yeah. Yeah, that that was um, indefensible. They would not hire. They would not cover her. Okay, but she has no intention to be racist or whatever like that. Okay. Yeah, but if she actually made a mistake. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know enough. Don't well, know there, there's third party. There's third party outfits that kind of cover that as a service, background checks or whatever is necessary fairly reasonable drug screens and so forth. I'm just wondering what I'm just wondering what kind of a claim would be brought against you that you would need a million dollars. Um, Sam, to be yeah, honest with you, I'm, I'm not, in, I'm not entirely sure. This is a show. This is a show. Please remember that. It's an okay? interesting subject, though, that a lot of recruiters no, can ask. We don't have enough information. Nobody oh, knows stop. what they're really it's talking about here. It's an interesting subject. I'm glad you brought it up. No, let me change the topic, okay? Go ahead. <laughs> you know what? There was a huge discussion. There was a huge discussion. There was a huge discussion on my Facebook group. You know, I noticed I was reading Jerry's Facebook group today before the show, and they're all saying, oh, Jerry, I love you. I thank you so much for having this group. People don't say that to me, okay? But there was a discussion on my group that got a huge number of comments, and, the, all the, and they were quite bitter as well. And you know what they were all about? About whether you open a cold call or a cold email, a recruiting email, saying, how are you today? <laughs> Some yeah. people said it's outrageous. It's outrageous to ask anybody, how are you, because they know you don't really mean it. I mean, what are they, 10 years old? But people went to town on this. Tanya, do you think it's uh, insincere and that you sound like a used car salesperson if you start out a conversation by asking, how are you today? Um. Probably not, but I don't think I've ever started a conversation that way unless I was talking to a friend or um, somebody I knew. Uh-huh. Anybody else want to comment? Anybody else? How are you today? You know, uh, Cassia, 
Borowitz. She's Polish, but she works uh, or used to work in England. And she said, if you ask a Polish person that just as a formality, they will hate you. And, and if you ask them, you better be ready to listen for an hour or they're going to say you're insincere. And she said she herself has to force herself to remember they're just saying hello, in other words. You know, it, like it's, this is like, it's, for some people, it's a huge issue, okay? I just wanted to know. Nobody else wants to comment. I never say it I'll either. I'll comment. How I agree. You? I think it's a terrible way to open a conversation. It's insincere uh-huh. to someone you don't know. You know, if you call a gatekeeper and I, you say, um, hi, how are you? She knows you don't care how she is, and it turns her off immediately, and it sets a mark against you. I okay. tell you what, I've Thank been you. able to get through call screeners and gatekeepers by uh, lavishing them with friendship. <laughs> give, me, give us an example, Travis. Travis, I have to say, Travis, Travis you I would also... listen to you just to listen to yeah. your voice. <laughs> yeah, he's got you a can, unique you voice. You, you could talk my it. ear off all day. I wouldn't say a word back to you. I would just sit and listen. There you go. I agree. But what do you say, Travis? Fill us in. I don't have a specific example. I usually just play it off the cuff. But generally, you can tell. Generally, you can you know tell when you're talking to somebody how receptive they're going to be to uh, you know. In the course of a conversation with a gatekeeper, I can easily get to how's it going for you, you know? Or or yeah, really? You know, is it why not? You know, taking an interest in uh, somebody else's really what this business is all about and as much as we talk about social media and different tools that everybody's investing in to do what you got to do anyway get on the phone with them um not not to say i won't invest in that one that dumps me into a you know a a database of a hundred thousand contractors um, you know, with green <laughs> next to their name when they're ready to go on to a job. So, yeah, I okay, haven't found that point. yet. <laughs> okay, but I think it has, something, it has something to do with coming from northern Indiana or something like that, to the way you talk. I'm going to do another ad, everybody. Very short. PC Recruiter. PC Recruiter. That's my sponsor, in case you don't know. PC Recruiter handles email marketing in a way that allows you to build lists and send hundreds or thousands of emails and manage the resulting activity like opt-in or opt-out requests with ease. And that includes Canadian opt-in rules, which are really tough. And if you use Microsoft Outlook, PC Recruiter appears directly in your Outlook screen. No more switching between applications a hundred times a day. No ATS or recruiting software has more or better choices for email, text messaging, and social media than PC Recruiter. So if you want to check it out, and I want you to, go to PCRecruiter.com. PC Recruiter has over 3,100 clients worldwide. And you know what? Just go onto my Facebook group, RecruitingTricks.com, and just post there, Hi, Martin Snyder, I heard about you on the Recruiting Animal Show. I want you to do that so he keeps paying me. Okay? And one day I'll get that first check. But, you know, <laughs> I just want to make them know that people are listening. Okay, here's yeah. something, some questions.
quickies where the show's almost over. I read an article on what is a talent persona, and you hear a lot about it. Sister Allison Cruz, who's probably going to listen to this show on a run today, she talks about it all the time. You know, what is it? what's a talent persona? It's a profile of your target candidate, right? Is that something new? I mean, isn't that what recruiters do all the time? They, you know, draw up a list of the, you know, characteristics that you need and the skills you need for uh, to fill this job to get the right person. Now, I think the difference might be that the creation of talent personae or personas at the present time uh, makes use of big data. They go through all the uh, performance reviews in your database or something, and you get the top candidates, and the computer figure out, uh, figures out what, what the best things uh, in them are. I don't know. But, Tanya, you've been in recruiting for a while, I assume. How many years? Six years. Okay, so a talent persona, uh, isn't that what you create automatically for every job? Not, not necessarily. I mean, you have, you have an idea of what you're, what you're looking for, but I don't think that there's a, a box. I mean, when you're saying talent persona, you're almost putting something in a box. And, and, and what's, what's needed changes sometimes. So sometimes you'll go through the, the round one interview with a bunch of candidates and find that that's not working out. So you go back to your hiring manager and you, you tweak you tweak what's needed, you know, personality-wise, culture-wise, um, job-wise. So I, I don't think that there's necessarily, you know, a, one box, one persona. Yeah, I don't know what you said. Okay, move on. You said you advised us uh, in one of your – you have an article on SourceCon about how to build candidate relationships, and you said asking for referrals is a way to build a relationship. I thought that was a way to – in the relationship. I mean, what do you mean? So I have candidates that refer their friends to me all the time. Um, and basically because I've developed that relationship with them that they know that I'm a go-to person for jobs. Okay, so that's not on the first. That's after you've already built a relationship. You're asking for the referrals after you've already built the relationship. In your article, you said you build the relationship by asking referrals for referrals. Yep, I, I have, the, I have those relationships by, by asking for referrals. So, what does that mean? And I, what does that mean? So I, I ask people up front, do you know anyone that would be interested in this job? Do you have any friends that are looking? Do you know any developers that are out in the market? And I've gotten a lot of referrals that way on the first call. Is that because you have a little girl's voice? I think so. Well, I if, think if that's so, the it's case, cute. then it's an asset. <laughs> I, I didn't say it isn't an asset. But, you know, I think it's hard to get referrals on the first call. And you say that that builds a relationship. Uh, why does that build a relationship? First of all, you're, you're, you're able to get them on the first call. How does that build a relationship? They like you better after, you know, they've given you something? Is that, is that what you're saying? How, how does that build a relationship? They You've keep you in mind. something together? They, 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 they keep what? you in mind in the future. You know, if, if something does okay. come up, they uh -huh. keep you in mind. So there, there are candidates that have reached out to me for my last company who, who are reaching out to me now. Um, be, you know, because reach out is an animal referral. bad word. You know, I, I sort of gave up on teaching people, but reach out is the worst animal bad word. At the end of the day, that's another one. All you have to do is read the list before you come on the show, okay? And use your imagination <laughs> I, I, a little. I, I, I told to you get I wasn't 100% prepared. <laughs> okay, and well, I'm gonna, that's why I'm taking the time to teach you. Now, you say also the best way to build a relationship with candidates is to let them know the timeline for feedback. 
candidates will begin to trust you and even refer others to you. So what does that mean? You let them know the timelines for feedback. So you let them know how long it usually takes for you to get feedback, when you're expecting to hear back from the hiring manager, that if, you know, if they call you, you call them back, even if you don't have you know, exact feedback on what's going on. But you're, you're showing that you care by taking a little extra time to explain the process. Okay. Can you usually uh, – who's making – who's eating their lunch in their microphone? Okay. There, just, you want, just stop it, okay? Can't you hear me? Oh, I don't know. You know what? I read an article where they – I'm sort of getting bored of hearing myself. Should I end the show now or should I go – well, there's only four minutes left anyway. <laughs> I, 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 I guess it's, it's nice pretty bad without Jerry. In. No, I don't need Jerry, okay? But hey, hey, animal, 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 animal. I, I have to say a couple things. First off, oh, uh, we were discussing what everybody uh, thought was a warranted discussion. Uh, you know, you might have a lot of new folks out here thinking about getting into business, you know. Um, and then you went kind of Donald Trump on us. But with that said, I want to say that we love you, animal. We yeah, yeah we do. I like you, Travis, because but your, that's enough. Your, okay? group, your group, I know you were talking earlier about Jerry's group. I think that's where the discussion went from the insurance. And I just wanted to say, love you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Travis. What do you, what do you mean I went Donald Trump on you? What does that mean? Well, we were talking about insurance and what she was paying for and what she was getting for it. And then... And then you stopped, and you said, let's, let's yeah, move well, on to something else. And then enough. you went on we to talking about, about it yourself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, uh, there's just a couple more things. Okay, we linked boomerang candidates. Uh, I want to say that Tanya said on, she made a statement on Facebook that she was told years ago that very few companies would go after their ex-employees. I thought that was the cool thing to do. They called them boomerang candidates. Right? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you've got Windows 10 on one of your uh, computers and Windows 7 on another. How do they compare, Tanya? I, I, miss, um, I, I miss Windows 7. You know, Windows 10 is it's strange. Um, and there's a lot of programs that, you know, we're working on Windows 7 that don't work on Windows 10. And I think that when Give Microsoft made the trend, I have, I have some games. You know, they're, they're non-recruiting programs, but there's some, some games that I like to play that they don't work, um, they, they don't work on the uh, Windows 10 platform. I have um, the same so experience, and that's why I switched back. But when I switched back, I found that I had lost uh, on Windows 7 some, you know, minor but functions, but ones that I use a lot. So I decided to stick with Windows 7. Would you advise people to change? It doesn't sound like it to me. I, I, I wouldn't. Um, you know, there's, there's very few benefits to Windows 10, and I, I think it's going to take a while for people to get used to it. Um, I think the, the transition from XP to, to the next uh, generation of Windows, and I, I can't remember what it was after XP, but that was also a big change for a lot of people. But what Microsoft did this Vista. time was, was almost by force. Uh-huh. Okay. Hey, Tanya, That's you know what? Tanya Bork, Ms. 
You use Linux, eh? It was Miss Tanya <laughs> recruits. Miss Tanya recruits. Tanya Bork, B O U R Q U E. Am I right about that? Yep. Did I spell it right? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think I did too. Maureen, Travis, our good friend Donato made a call. Thanks everybody for coming. <laughs> Does that make me an introvert? That doesn't make her an extrovert. Yes, Jerry. Jerry, if you drink alone, then you're an introvert. (laughs) What what if I drink alone, but I call a lot of people all night long because I want to talk to somebody? (laughs) Then you're an extrovert. extrovert. Okay. Then you're an alcoholic, but that's okay. Uh, Uh, I don't think that can be underestimated. Well, Marco, that is shocking. I'm just jumping in to say that is shocking. Okay, I'm back to listening. Isn't that funny? When I start to talk, finally get a chance to start talking, the mouthpiece comes in. Go ahead, Jer. Take over. Well, you know, it's like you're a puppet, and um, and Jerry's it's Jerry's voice. You're the he's the ventriloquist. I was just interjecting. I'm not taking over. I was just interjecting. (laughs) You know, you guys. I have to say, no banning on this show. Nobody's that bad. Uh, and you know, no, here's what? the deal. I here's the deal. The dude is full of negative energy, and I'm just saying, I simply don't. My the after show is not about negativity. It's not you know about. Gary, wh- if yeah. you open your eyes, you'd see he talks to you just like you talk to me. It's constantly animal is an idiot. Everything he says is nonsense. I no, used to like the no, show, no. but now it's nothing. Yeah. I don't kick you off. Hey. I don't kick you off the show, and yeah, you're, you're not going to kick him off, okay? Hey, I just don't need it. If if he man, is man, ready man, to man, say man. that he's done with it, then I, I embrace his participation. All right, so 18 years in the industry, started what with a family industry? firm, uh, recruiting industry. Oh, there you have it. Started Jerry, wake up. Firm. You recommended this guy. Go ahead. I mentioned it offhand when I was in a drunken stupor. (laughs) Don't ask Jerry for advice after 5 p.m. Okay, go ahead, Brian. Oh, (laughs) my God.